Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Data Protection Tea Break. In this episode, we'll be looking more closely at the Internet of Things and what people should do once they buy a smart device to make sure they're safe and secure from hackers. Come on, girl, say it with me. You're an I'm your best friend. You can do whatever you want right now. You can mess up your room. You can break your TV. You can do whatever you want. Come on, can you say the magic word? I'm Tim Loveridge and what you've just heard is an audio clip from a video that was widely distributed during this week that really shows um, how a device that was put into a child's bedroom um, was both able to listen to the child, an external hacker was able to listen to a child, but also interact with that child in probably quite a freaky way. And so today, what we wanted to do is explore this more closely to make sure that you are safe and secure in your homes. And so I'm joined with, by Carl Seelam, uh, who's a cybersecurity expert, uh, who's worked with many um, large uh, household name companies and government agencies. And I'm also joined by Kirsty Bugor, so that we can have a chat about this, what we need to do, what we should look out for, uh, and how we safeguard our own homes. So welcome, Carl, and welcome, Kirsty. Hello. Uh, hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, Carl. Uh, we're here today to follow on from the podcast we released concerning our digital footprint and how we uh, should be aware of the digital trail that we leave behind. At the time of recording this podcast, March the 5th, 2020, the UK's National Cyber Security Centre has just released some guidelines on how to keep internet, internet devices um, secure, particularly cameras. And, and we want to explore that a bit more. So, Carl, what sort of devices are we talking about here? Um, often people buy these things to keep an eye, um, to monitor baby monitors, that sort of thing, uh, home security, perhaps to keep an eye on the property while you're away. You know, there's things like the um, smart doorbells where you can uh, interact with your postman, tell them where to deliver things. When you're not there, you can see who's calling at your house. Um, and interact with them remotely while you're away. So it's, it's those sort of devices which are for people to do their own surveillance of their own um, property and, and belongings. And smart devices is a very broad statement. I mean, so you've got anything from a light bulb you can turn on remotely, so how you control your heating in your house, to mm. whether you can remotely look at... I don't know, a camera at your front door. So when we talk in this context about smart devices, what are we actually talking about? The, these are devices that are internet connected, really, uh, in order to, to get the full range of functionality out of them. Um, if we take the example of a home um, surveillance camera, you would want to connect to that remotely. So in order to do that, that's going to work in uh, one of two ways. Um, the camera will connect to the internet and uh, stream or upload the video images and the sound that's being um, picked up. And then you can go onto a website and when you're away, um, you can then access that information and, and you know, perhaps you know, um, send information back the other way, so you talk um, or stream video in the opposite direction. So the, the data itself, the, the sensitive data that's come from your house, is on a website, effectively, uh, in theory, only for you to access. And, th and this is quite um, useful for things like, I don't know, security 
of the premise of your house, for instance. So you can, you know, you, I think you can have like a trigger that says, okay, there's movement sensors out and the movement sensor has just been triggered. So therefore the camera's started. It can now see that somebody's walking around outside your house. Exactly. You, with the motion detection, something like that, you would get an email alert, for instance, to say, yeah, some, we've picked up something. Here's a snapshot of the video that was... Um, uh, that was being recorded at the time and then you know you can take some action there and then so it's a very useful thing to do. Um, there are other devices, other smart devices where the, to get that same functionality it works uh, slightly differently where you remotely connect into the device in through your, your internet router into your network and onto the device and access it that way. So there, um, you know, the, 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 although the data is within your the, the sort of perimeter within your perimeter of your home, it is externally accessible. So obviously, if things like um, passwords aren't set correctly, and that might be the password on your router as well as the password on the device, um, or if there are security vulnerabilities in in any, either of those, um, then that's a route for a hacker to get into the system. And I think it's interesting because on the one hand, these are very useful and convenient devices, so we all love them, um, but also we do need to be careful and make sure that we don't just ignore the security around it and we, we spend a bit of time with these things. I mean, Kirsty, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, your uh, experiences with updates when, when you're in your house. So you yeah. you have echo devices, recording devices, and, and that can play and record. Can you just talk a bit about update frustrations you've had with yeah, that? Yeah, so I've got two children, and they've, um, they're both, at the time that we bought the devices, they were both in primary school, but in the later years. And we got them so that they can listen to music, because they obviously, they're of that age, they enjoy listening to music, it's something they do, their friends come round. So I went into the devices to ensure that all the privacy settings are set up as securely as they possibly can be, and also to restrict the kind of music they can listen to. So obviously you don't get expletives and sexual references in the type of music that they can listen to. So I thought I had that all sewn up and had done pretty much everything I could to make sure it's safe. Um, and over a period of time, there must have been occasional updates. Um, I remember seeing you know, them come up on my phone and I'd make sure that they were updated. What I didn't realise, and I only discovered when I was then listening with them to some music one day and I heard expletives and sexual references in the music, I then discovered that the updates had clearly reset the privacy settings and some of those parental controls. So I only became aware of that by accident. Um, and I'm pretty clued up. You yeah, know, I, pretty, yeah, I did everything I could concerning. to make sure it was safe. Um, and I wasn't aware. And then when I searched and found out some more, I discovered that, yes, that can happen. I mean, things may have improved. So these providers na- may now make sure that that kind of thing doesn't get reset. But obviously it happened. Yeah, and you just need to check these things. Yeah, right? and it's about it. So I'd done everything I could to try and make sure it's safe and secure. But then I did kind of, I wasn't quite as aware and wasn't paying as much attention as I probably should be. But actually it demonstrated that you need to be continually checking and continually monitoring. Because just because you've set it up in the first place doesn't mean it's always going to stay safe. No, indeed. Uh, Carl, I mean... I think up, yeah, updates is a, is a there's a other issues with updates and that is where you don't get updates. Um, you know, we, we seem to keep running into issues where researchers will find security vulnerabilities in these these Internet of Things devices, whether that's phones, smart devices, uh, TVs, or whatever, and they find vulnerabilities, and the manufacturers um, are 
unable or unwilling to actually apply patches and fixes. They they just basically they put them out there. They sell the devices, and it's that's it. They've they've washed their hands of it. So. You know, when you buy something, you've got to think about, you know, what is this going to be maintained and kept up to date? You wouldn't want your home computer to not be receiving updates. You know, you would very quickly find that it was infested with viruses um, and, and, and all sorts of Internet nasty. So, you know, these things are the same. They're, they're all Internet connected. Um, you know, I, I remember a, a story of um, a, a security services in the US where one of the, the uh, senior person in, in the um, secret services there was being actually hounded and, and harassed by someone that had managed to hack into his internet, to his smart TV. And this is a you know someone in sort of senior in uh, the U.S. government. Um, so and that that's because you know not patching, but but often you don't get the updates. Mm. You go and check to see if there are any, and no, there's none available. I've read about this in terms of like cheaper versions of these smart devices. So you know there are well-known brands that provide these kind of things, but you can buy cheaper knockoffs. Yeah. Um, but one of the issues when I was looking into it of these cheaper knockoffs um, is you may save a few hundred quid, but like you say, you don't get the updates. So you know it might work well when you first get it, but what are you laying yourself open for? Exactly. Yeah, because I was going to say exactly the same thing: is be just do your research properly. Cheaper is attractive, but it's not always always better. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I wanted to touch on the the don't bother because I think it's it's really interesting point or where people don't bother because it, it kind of it, it's both sides. So you've got manufacturers who don't bother to provide updates, but equally we we can be a bit lazy. We can go, oh, I forgot to do that one. I, I will get around to it tomorrow. Can we just talk about how important it is to bother? Yeah, I, I think you have to. Realise that some of these devices, they're so cheap, um, they, they seem to offer so much functionality. Um, and the, I think most people's mentality is is still probably it, as if you bought something 20 years ago, where, well, there's the thing, it, it does this, I plug it in and I can forget about it. You can't. You need to do your homework before you even buy it, before that. And then once you've got it, you need to read the manual. You need to check and understand what that what what comes with that device what you're letting yourself in for because it might be a cheap consumer device that that just fulfills a, a simple function for you but you you anything that's inter, internet connected you you're bringing along a whole world of potential pain um, if you do not understand and aren't aware of what comes with that device um, I, I've got a little um, home surveillance uh, camera, for example, where I only needed it to record. It had a little uh, a little memory card in it. I only needed it to record and send me an email if some motion detection was detected. This is for just from when I'm away from home. Because I have probably, well, hopefully, above average security on my home network, I was able to see by looking at my firewall, that this device is trying to connect out constantly to some uh, in, to, to an internet address in China, and and it was just constantly trying to connect to this 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 address. And I, I looked into it, and um, it's, it was because it was seemingly legitimate reason, but it was a function I wasn't aware of. Where you, I mentioned it earlier on, where you can remotely monitor 
you, you can access the feed, the, the, the yeah. video feed remotely. And what it was trying to do was upload the pictures, the frames, to a, a sort of monitoring site for you know, if in the eventuality that I needed to then access it remotely. Well, I, my file was blocking that, so it couldn't do that. And it, so I wasn't leaking any of that information. But it was a function I'd missed. Um, you know, the manuals aren't always the mm-hmm. best, obviously. Um, but it's you know, being aware of what the capabilities are, you, you need to. You know, even if you know you're not going to use them all, they could cause you problems and, and come back to uh, literally to haunt you. you know, if you've got some uh, uh, some unpleasant person who's then infiltrated you, your network. I mean, I'm fascinated by this because, I mean, you're the expert in the room, right? Mm. And you have concerns over your own security about this. To the layperson, the likes of us, mm. what should we do? I mean, you know, if we if we have concerns about whether we can rely on this device, whether we can believe in this device to be secure, um, where do we go? What do we do? Yeah, it, it is very difficult. I don't think there's a... You know, because of the lack of regulation um, over these devices... Yeah, you can see there is a there's a certain move towards having things better controlled. So there are, for instance, requirements, regulatory requirements for manufacturers to make sure that when they sell a device that it doesn't have default passwords. It yeah, doesn't I was have thinking backdoors. about that. Is surely the manufacturer's got some responsibility and, here, and the updates will be provided. That type of thing, but we're not there yet. So, you know, I'd like to say, well play it safe and just make sure you buy reputable brands from you know go to a shop and buy a reputable brand rather than just go on an internet marketplace and find the cheapest because you don't know what you're getting but but we unfortunately the reality is that even what you might deem a reputable brand will commonly be in the news in the in the security news for for having vulnerabilities in it so they're not um, immune to to the sort of issues that we find on the cheaper devices. It, it's I think it, it's a case of it's cheap, but just don't don't think oh it's cheap. You know I don't really have to worry. You, you've got to recognise that you're buying a whole load of advanced technology for a very small price, um, and with that advanced technology, there's a whole load of risks. So. You've got to do your homework as much as you can, and if you can't satisfy yourself, you really you you, you shouldn't really be buying it. One of the things um, you mentioned earlier as well is about the routers and about yeah. the part. So, for example, if you're accessing one of these devices remotely and into your own home network, you have to make sure that your router is protected. Because I didn't know how to the extent to which these passwords for the routers are available online. So you get your router, you pick it up, you plug it in. I mean, mm. you're the best person to explain, really. But you know, most of them are admin and password, the username and the password to get in. Yeah. And then pretty much anybody, if they can see your network, they yeah. can access it. I, th- I think the router thing is a very good observation as well, because the router is the central hub of everything that goes on with these smart devices in your home. And you know, how many people check the route has been updated? Yeah. Um, you know, they go. Uh, all the other stuff that goes with the firewalling facilities that are all built into these routers, but they need to main, be maintained as well. It's yeah, and they're, and they're very. It's, yeah, it's very easy to discover these devices. There's a website that specialises in tracking um, these things on the internet. The site's called Showdown.io, and you can go on there and you can look up. You can search for webcams, and you can find webcams that haven't been secured properly, and. Um, if you want, you can log into them and, and have a look at what's there. I did a quick search for routers. You could search by region. And I could find 
that there were almost a thousand routers the same make as mine and you could see the details of what the login page would look like whether you know any and if it doesn't have if it has a default password that would be on there as well you can see if it's up to date if the versions are if it's getting behind with its versions so it's all out there in a, not just discoverable but literally you can go into a search engine and say well give me all the insecure routers in guernsey please or give me a list of you know webcams uh, in in st peterport yeah. And and it will give you that information without you having to uh, you know use any technology, and then you can literally get into those devices if they haven't been secured. So you can assume and these that, are the devices we're using for security. Right? Yeah. Mm. So you can assume they will be hacked. They will that people will access them. So um, you know if you're not sure, don't plug it in. Um, don't buy it. Rather, I'd, I'd say that would be the better line of defence. Okay. Thank you very much. I think that's been useful is there anything else you want yes, to add yes you, you mentioned about you know you will get hacked i kind of think there's a bit of an apathy about us as sort of general people going about our business because we're not large multinational corporation we're not a government agency you kind of think why is anyone going to want to hack us but you know we've seen for ourselves the evidence of people being hacked and videos of them at home being shared and watched thousands of times is there a little bit of perhaps lack of engagement and apathy? Definitely, I, I think um, it, there are lots of reasons to uh, that, that people will get hacked, and yeah, it, it isn't about stealing corporate uh, information or committing fraud. Um, some of it's people just you know up to mischief. So you know whether that's, that's telling children to, to go and smash their TVs and that sort of thing. Um, so that there's an element of mischief, but but most of it is is organised crime. And if there's a if there's a device, a computer that they can take over and get control of, they can use that to to attack other systems. They can install um, software on there that will make them money. So things like Bitcoin mining. So there's lots of reasons because they're actually using. I don't know the processing yeah. resources of your computer to, yeah. to assist in that. So all you'll 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 just see it's running running a bit slow, and you'll probably go and buy a new one and up, maybe upgrade. But but you know you don't really notice. You may not notice, but they're stealing your electricity basically and some of your processing power. Um, yeah, there are lots of reasons why they would want to. Um, you know, any, any device on the internet is is at risk, and and it doesn't just. It's not even always someone that's hacking your box there there are programs out there that are finding these weak weak devices and compromising them and then herding them into large armies of devices that are then used to to attack other systems lots of things to think about there but also what i want us to get across is that whilst we do need to be mindful of some of the abuse that these things get if you take some rudimentary steps to secure your perimeter, to actually do a bit of homework, to make sure you buy a quality product that well, that's well supported, they can be of great benefit. So don't be scared of it. Just do some homework. Just prepare yourself and make sure that you maintain you know, all the devices that you want to use in your house. Um, and then you'll enjoy it. It's great. But just be careful. In summary, Carl, I understand you've got four top tips for securing your house and your devices. Well, certainly for the devices, probably in order of importance, I think the first thing is before you buy the device, do your homework, find out what its capabilities are and make sure you're happy with those capabilities and that you understand them 
then you can make an informed decision about what you're buying. Once you've bought it, read the manual and uh, find out as much as you can about the capabilities again and the settings that you need to configure um, so that you can change, do things like, um, which should be point through, we change passwords, any default passwords, make sure everything's got a password. Um, and the fourth thing would be to disable any features that you don't need on the device. So if you don't need to access it remotely, for example, then make sure that that ability has been removed. Um, and if you can't remove it, then you need to find some other way of blocking that sort of access. Thank you. The only other thing I'd add to that as well is Google's your friend. There is lots of information online about this that can help you. We mentioned earlier in the podcast the National Cybersecurity Agency. Have a look at the website, just Google it, you'll find it very, very quickly. Very useful advice there that will help you. And I think the other thing to say is that many of the um, the media channels, the YouTube, etc., has got lots and lots of people who've got experience of this. They do the reviews, they talk about security. So have a listen and again, make your own judgment based on what you, what you see and hear there. As always, I mean, thank you very much to two of you. Hopefully um, people have found this interesting. Uh, we'd love to hear your views. Uh, if you have any thoughts or comments on this or any other topic that, that we've covered in other podcasts, then please get in touch. Um, you can get in touch as usual by um, get emailing us preferably by using the email address communications at odpa.gg and S at the end of communications. Please check out our previous podcasts. They're available on the SoundCloud or the Apple podcast um, platforms. And, and please look out for the next one. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Mm-hmm.